Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Hey, isn't it true? I mean, so true. Life is worth the living just because he lives. Pray with me. Well, Father, I pray as we get into this sermon series from the ashes, that Lord, that we would just have ears to hear what you want us to hear and hearts that would be open to receive and eyes to see the hand of God working in our lives. I just pray, Father, your will, your way, in Jesus' name, amen. You know, in the very first week of this sermon series, we looked at a word called temptation, and last week we looked at, well, that, that Christ-like humility. And this week we're looking at one of the habits that Jesus developed in this idea called contemplation. You know, most believers... I know wish they had a more devoted, more powerful, more purposeful prayer life. But as I've shared earlier, there can be those things in our life that really push against us to have that. You know, maybe it's the busyness and the chaos of life, or, or maybe it's the pains and the hurts of life, or maybe it's the pride and the stubbornness in our life. And before you know it, we're not only just disconnected from the Lord, we're actually pushing away from Him. And I know it's hard for some people. I mean, if we're being honest, for many people, the idea kind of seems awkward just to be still or to be quiet and just to be focusing on Him in the presence of the Lord. But the truth is, that's what the Bible wants us to do. It's the Bible way to really drawing close to God and in it there's something adventurous and something profound and beautiful. When we look at that word contemplation, um, it's described as a behavior that we see modeled in the Bible as peaceful, as silent and quiet, a, a calm place a prayer in the life of a believer. So let's go and look at our example. While Jesus was on earth in his ministry time. Let's go to Mark chapter 1 verse 35. And, and here it says, Before daybreak, the next morning Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. Well, in this text we see Jesus walk off while it's still dark and it's completely quiet and he goes to a private isolated place to just be alone in prayer with God. Did he sing? Did he bring this long laundry list of prayer requests? Did he pray through his favorite psalms? We don't know any of that, but I have a, I have a suspicion. I believe because it's still dark. I believe because it's still quiet. I believe because Jesus went to an isolated place that he was there to have a very private, intimate, contemplative time with his Father. 
And if we're honest, who doesn't desire a more powerful, a more purposeful prayer life like Jesus? Let me bring out what contemplative prayer is not. And if you've been a Christian for a long time, this point is really for you. If you're a list maker or you're a workaholic, if you're about checking off the to-do list, you're potentially vulnerable to missing the beauty of contemplative prayer. Contemplative prayer is not just another task that we need to check off of what we're supposed to do for the day. It's not just another chore that needs to be done, like taking out the trash. When we are truly contemplative in our time with God, something dynamic happens. We begin to see things through our Father's eyes and not our own. We begin to see people and and see problems and, and issues completely differently than before. We see with eyes of grace and with eyes of mercy. We become constructive and we're not nearly as combative or critical towards others. See, contemplation rewires my heart to be in synergy with the heart of the Father. When we contemplate in the presence of the Lord, we go through our day treating other people differently when we have to speak about those hard things with them. It's not nearly as hard because they know we come from a posture of love and not rejection and anger and bitterness. There's a couple of of principles I think will help us develop a more fulfilled and, and really devoted life of contemplation, of prayer, and of stillness. Let's look at this verse in Psalm 121, verse 1 and 2. I look up to the mountain. Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. I mean, the principle here is that there are times each and every day when we need to stop. That just we need just need to stop doing what we're doing. We can be so laser focused on this thing or that thing. And all of a sudden our attention is just completely monopolized by the urgent things of life instead of the most important things of life, like being in His presence. One of the things that's important for us to do as this scripture spoke to it is to look up. Looking up causes us to change our perspective and our focus on our faith on on God. As you take time to watch what you're doing, to quiet your soul, to look to God, you'll be reminded that the Lord cares for you, that He's watching over you. And in Psalm 121, verse 7 and 8, it says, The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. 
I don't know about you, but I find this promise to be incredibly comforting. Here are a couple, some simple ideas about anyone who wants to begin to practice looking up. Schedule a daily time to stop whatever you're doing and put away all the distractions and sit in silent prayer. Put it on your calendar. Add add an alarm to your phone. But just make sure you follow through with spending time with God. Even in the most um, unusual of all places. I was in college playing football. I was a legend in my own mind, you know. But I was in working. I was working about 35 hours. I was doing football. and I, I was traveling back and forth, commuting, working for the church. And I was struggling to find that time where I wasn't really distracted and can just be in the Lord's presence. So when I would go to work and the breaks would come, I would find myself going to the bathroom, getting in one of the stalls. I would pull out my little pocket Bible People probably thought it was my wallet. And there, I would read some scriptures. And then I would pray and just be with the Lord. I'm telling you, I cherish those moments. There's something special about giving God your undivided attention, even in a very, you know, awkward place. You know, for some folks, just simply taking a walk, getting out into nature, or just sitting in a place where it's peaceful and being with the Lord can allow that contemplation to take place. So where do you feel at peace? Where you feel a stillness, a quietness, a silence inside of you? Are there spaces in your life where you regularly get yourself refocused in the Lord? Is there a a desk, a chair, a table? Is it outside? Is it inside? Make sure it becomes regular if it isn't already. See, regular times of stillness and quiet are incredibly powerful for the overall health of you, body, soul, and spirit. Now, Let's go through a couple more verses here from Psalms. The psalmist just really seemed to understand contemplation. And in Psalms 46, verse 10, it said, Be still and know that I am God. The Word of God is telling us to practice being still. Being in His presence. And then in Psalm 62, verse 1, For God alone, my soul waits in silence. Wow. From Him comes my salvation. I mean, the psalmist clearly understood that it was in stillness and silence that helps us get reacquainted with the Lord each and every day. Now, let's take a look at the story of Elijah and his encounter with the Lord in here in, in the book of 1 Kings, chapter 19, verse 11 through 13. Go out and stand before me on the mountain, the Lord 
told him, Elijah. And as Elijah stood there, the Lord passed by, and a mighty windstorm hit the mountain. It was such a terrible blast that the rocks were torn loose, but the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a sound of a gentle whisper. (laughs) When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And a voice said, what are you doing here, Elijah? You see, the Lord wasn't in the wind. The Lord wasn't in the earthquake. The Lord wasn't in the fire. Where was the Lord? The Lord was in the gentle whisper. Maybe your, your life or, or those you care about are facing a tumultuous time. Maybe it's a chaotic season. That is when we need to contend for that gentle whisper of the Lord. It is important to make time to be silent, to just pray, and to just listen, just to be with the Father. You know, as we finish out today, I want us to take a moment to be honest. I mean, to be brutally honest with ourselves about this. So let me ask these questions. Are you a striver? Always pushing or always pulling? Always doing this or always doing that? Are all those things making you more peaceful on the inside? Is all that time on your device or on the TV or overworking because you're a workaholic or whatever method you use so that you can escape life, is it working? Are you sitting on a massive pile of burned up ashes of unmet expectations? of broken promises and betrayals and disappointments? Are you just overwhelmed and weary? Well, you know, as you think about those questions, I want to read to you one of the most powerful and important messages in the New Testament. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew 11. Verses 28 through 30. Then Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to to bear and the burden I give you is light. <laughs> what good news. Jesus is saying he has time for you. Jesus is saying he has strength and healing for you. He's saying he has an answer for your burdens, for your exhaustion, for for your brokenness, for your chaos, for your ashes. What an amazing Savior. 
contemplative prayer is how you come to Jesus. It's not always a matter of giving God a list of things that we need for Him to to do or to give us. It's about just being with Him. So, set your alarm so that you get up a little bit earlier than normal so that you can be alone with the Lord. Because we all need to get alone to be still, to listen, to just be in His presence. Do whatever you need to do this week to make time, to make space, to be contemplative. Oh, it's worth it. He's there in the stillness, in the quietness. He's there in the gentle whisper. Well, Father, I just pray for each and every person who's watching and listening to this. Lord, I pray that you would help us to carve out time necessary in our lives to develop a deep and abiding relationship with you. Give us a focus, desire to know you and to make you known in in others' lives around us. Please help us, Lord, to add a deeper time of contemplating in our prayer with you. God, I pray we would not just be, well, God, I need this, God, I need that. But we would say, Father, what's heavy on your heart? Lord, what do you want me to see? Lord, what do you want me to hear? What do you want me to feel? What do you want me to think? What do you want me to do? Father, how do I do? What do I need to do that my heart would be in perfect synergy and rhythm with your heart? That when people see me, they would see the eyes of my Father and they would say, you got your Father's eyes. Oh God, I pray. Help us to desire to be with you and not just check off a box that says, I did my devotions, I read my Bible, I'm done. As though if we needed to read the newspaper, as though if it was the Bible. Oh Father, touch your people. Set the captive free. Let them know there is hope beyond imaginable. Your will, your way, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, God bless. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.